Hello and welcome again to Once When I Was Cool, the podcast that isn't an inferior imitation, it's the inferior original. My name's Dave, um, I'm one of your hosts here to take you through our weekly episode of Nostalgia, nostalgia-laden uh, interests and stuff that we liked when we were young, stuff when we were cool. Uh, joining me across the magic of the internet is my good buddy, Wee. How you going, Wee? Good, thanks, Dave. How are you travelling? Hello, everybody. Big hello to producer Simon across the way there as well behind the glass, as always. But back to you, how are you? I'm good, mate. Good. Travelling fairly well. Feeling uh, feeling the winter chill coming in now and we're recording here. It's uh, it's fairly cold in Hobart. I, I noticed you're just in a T-shirt there in uh, up in Brisbane. How's yeah, that going? I've got good. I've got the fan on as well. You've got the fan on, really? Oh, I can see it yeah. in the mirror there. Oh, great. All right, yeah. so two ends of the same country. This is what we go through. We've got snow at one end and we've got swelter at the other. So we, on that note of what we're wearing, are going to get into it. Once when I was cool, we used to wear clothes and the clothes back in those times were different to what we wear now. Yes, definitely, and I'm glad that we're still wearing clothes today. Yeah, this I realised that. Horrible, horrible side if we didn't. <laughs> I realised that as I was saying it that once when I was cool, we used to wear clothes, and you know we do wear clothes now, of course. But uh, yeah, they were they were fairly different back when we were kids. When we were growing up, fashion was different. So fashion wasn't really a big thing for us. We weren't that interested. I know certainly as a as a younger kid, I had no real interest in fashion, um, and it no, wasn't because our parents stressed us. That's right, and they certainly weren't interested in fashion. Well, mine weren't anyway. They they no, might have been. Either. They might have been for themselves. But I remember uh, my dad was a proud um, a proud uh, supporter of the Western Suburbs Magpies, and um, my a lot of my ensemble, apart from school clothes, all it revolved around black and white. So, if you're unfamiliar with rugby league and rugby league in Australia in particular, there was a team in Western Sydney called the Western Suburbs Magpies, and uh, they were predominantly black and white, as magpies are, and they were the clothes that I wore a lot. <laughs> Look, I uh, I could imagine you in that now, to be quite honest, in the kids' actual clothing. But um, from my point, because we were, uh, my dad uh, was, we were on a bit of property, so from where we were, it was not so much, it was a lot of... Uh, property sort of clothes and working clothes and uh, my dad being, um, you know, uh, ethnic, <laughs> had a <laughs> bit of a different uh, ensemble, I suppose, to others. Like he didn't wear like a, a sort of traditional <laughs> clothing or anything like that. Just wore normal clothing, if you know what I mean. But, yeah, fashion wasn't anything big to him because I think it was when he was a young fella but not when he was a dad. No, and I guess that, uh, you know, we're, we're a little bit more conscious of it these days with uh, children who are teenagers, well, your children are adults now, but uh, teenagers certainly are very conscious of fashion and when they don't want to be seen with you out, it's either down to a few different things and one of them is uh, because you're not fashionable, you're not a fashion accessory anymore. Well, look, you know, my wife's a bit like that with me because uh, Cause she, she should tells be. me... Yeah, so she should be, um, you know, like I've said, just punching well above my weight and lucky to have a wife to begin with. Um, you know, every time I go to get dressed, I have to ask, is this okay? And then when she looks at me, I go, yeah, no, it's not. I can tell I'm comfortable. I feel okay. But the way she looks at me, it's like, yeah, no. So I go, what would you suggest? And well, I have actually told her it is hard being a trophy husband. Um, I get that. 
<laughs> you're giggling. It's just see the trophy husband. Everyone gets a trophy, but um, yeah. it's a participation trophy. But it's more right. that I was thinking. Um, as yeah, I see that you say you asked, "Do I look okay in this?" Because you've obviously learned not to ask the "Do I look fat in this?" Because you know what the answer is going to be. Yeah, it definitely yes. No, so I, I get told a lot. To be honest, I get told um, you need to lose some weight because. Uh, you're not get, you're not going to buy the next size up. All right, there you go. Okay, all right, burlap sack, look out. Hey, uh, so look, getting into yeah. it a bit more. I, I remember that some of my earliest memories of some of the clothes we used to wear that aren't as easy to get to these days were, uh, were it was a set of shorts called stubbies, and I know that we used to wear the stubbies to school, um, and it had one pocket in the back, and then it had this funny little pocket in the front that is usually a button up. If you, I think later on they be, might have become a zip a little button pocket in the front of the pants and they were always short. They weren't, they, they never, uh, you weren't paying for extra fabric in these ones, mate. And no, they were, look, they didn't, um, they weren't the most flattering and because I think back in the 70s and 80s, it was about, um, you know, getting everything that fitted. So the shorts were sort of very tight. Um, your, your shirts and everything were sort of tight as well. Um, and I'm surprised I was able to have children after wearing them for so many years. Well, and they were, they were this, I don't know about you, but we, the school uniforms that we had to wear, you had to wear grey for some reason. Everything was grey and blue and that's what we used to wear. And the, um, the stubby shorts were the ones that everyone wore and, of course, skinny little kids with long legs. Uh, running around the, these shorts, you just didn't seem to think anything of them. But looking back at photos of when I was a kid, I just have can't believe that people wear shorts so short and high. So you like Harry high pants, you know, <laughs> really high, and they were really short. So and when, when you got into high school, you know, even for sports, you know, your dress shorts were probably longer, but your sports shorts were basically the same thing. I, I used to have a, a friend at, uh, when I went to high school and, um, you know, he... <laughs> I think he I know where you're going. Is this going to stay G-rated, mate? It is going to stay G-rated, but if you can imagine um, the fruit and the fruit and veg um, on this this guy, every time he'd sort of lift the leg up, you'd, you'd have to just say to him, mate... I can see what you. I can see everything. So you need to stop that. But I think he used to do that on purpose. Of course he did. Um, yeah, because it yeah. was always funny. funny. Now it's funny when you go to talk about the sports shorts. By the time we we're in high school, you never ever wore um, wore stubbies because you were you were instantly. Um, you know, brought about for ridicule then if you wore the stubby. So we went into like uh, the the King G cargo shorts sort of things. They were a bit longer yep. in the leg a bit. But you're right about the sports shorts for your sports uniform. They were always the ruggers and that was the next step up from the King Gs. And I think um, ruggers might have been might have been made by stubby. Sorry, the next step up from stubbies um, were, the, were the King Gs. And I remember our PE teachers used to always wear them because they were always part of the sports uniform. And... Um, yeah, they had pockets in them. They had pockets either side and they were in the right spots for pockets, not the little ones at the front, um, but they had pockets either side. And I remember we wore, they were the standard choice of sports shorts for for years, for a long, long time. And they came in a range of colours other than grey. Yeah, they did. And But the whole point with the pockets is they were still shorts, like short shorts, and the pockets went in. You... you, you lucky to have a tissue in there without it falling out 
you know, I mm. wouldn't wear a hanky. I wouldn't have a hanky in there, that's for sure. Everyone <laughs> knows about my hanky phobia and, you know, non-fetish of those. Uh, uh, 12 months on, you still got that going on. Years oh, for the rest of my for the rest of my life, mate. For the rest of my, life. but you know, you'd put you'd put uh, you know some coins in there, and they mm-hmm. you'd sit down, and they all pile out onto the floor <laughs> because they yeah, were they that ridiculously short. They were no no point in having the pockets. They really. weren't deep. They weren't deep pockets. Um, and of course, when we uh, look back and we talk about our parents, one of the the trendy things, certainly in the early eighty, the late seventies and the early eighties, the height of fashion was the safari suit. And the safari suit was, uh, well, how do you explain the safari suit? It was the jacket that really made it. It was usually the, the flared trousers with some sort of polyester blend. And then you had a safari jacket that was like a, well, was like a button. Short sleeve. Yeah, but a short sleeve sort of um, suit with, top. Well, yeah, with know? big big buttons and quite often had this faux sort of belt made out of the same material as well through big loops going through it as well. It was a, it was quite an interesting concoction. And of course, if you go to, there's another, of course, if you go to, um, seventies parties today, you know, the dress up parties, there's quite often somebody will rock out a safari suit. I don't know where they get them from. I would have thought that the op shops went out of them and yes, uh, here we this go. God. You've got one. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, my father-in-law does and, um, uh, he was a bit of a rocker in his old, in his day, and yeah. uh, funnily enough, I could fit into his suit. Um, but I've been to a few uh, shindigs uh, mm. in the safari suit, and I used to actually have my uh, my dad's little fedora hat, being ethnic like he is. So I'd have <laughs> the safari suit on, the little original fedora hat, um, the felt one uh, with the little feather in the side. <laughs> Mate, I. You were an, an, an Italian pimp. Well, yeah, all I needed was a big cane and I, <laughs> a big fur coat over it and I would have been. And so like tell me I am now. what colour? What colour was it? Because I seem to remember there was like the pale Brown. sky blue. Oh, right. And then there was sort of like an, an off colour, like a creamy beige sort like of colour. Like a beige. Yeah. And that's the one you had? Yeah. No, this was a, a brownie colour one. So it was even darker again. It was in the same colour palette or circle as the beigey one, but it was a darker colour again. So it doubled for the for the night out. It could also be a formal funeral suit. Yeah. Because probably something I'm happy to be buried in. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, those those things can't be buried. They need to keep getting comebacks. Yeah. And then once we moved on from there, and you're going to have to tell me about this one because this wasn't something that I ever got into because it, it wasn't a big thing. But in the 90s, we got into the hammer pants after, you know, the ones that MC Hammer used to wear. Now, did you used to wear them? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Look, is, I... Is, sorry, before you go on, is there a trend or a fashion or some sort of movement that you have not been a part of in your teen years? There's not so much a movement and it was more into my early sort of 20s. It was my late teens, early 20s um, yeah, when I really yeah. sort of hit hit that. But, it, it you know, stride. for me, it was, yeah, it hit my stride. I was a bit of a, a break dancer as well. I used to do lots of different things. Mate, when you're in the country, there's not much to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, this is just good. Yeah, yeah I keep talking. But, you know, a bit of a break dancer. Yeah, not much to do out on the farm. <laughs> and you used to have to make your own fun. 
was uh-huh. so I could do yeah. the, the running man really good at the yeah. blue light discos at school and you know you'd have a little bit of the hammer pants and then when you'd go to the you know the the pub on the weekends and they'd bust out some of the you know why were you at an age bit. that you could still go to a blue light disco and go to the pub no well there was a I few won't years get in into between, that I hope. I, Mm, well, no, actually. Um, move on. The fun, yeah, we'll move on from there. Oh, but no. let me just say, I was still at school when I used to sneak into the pub. All oh, right, and not not finished school when st- you used to sle- sneak into the blue light discos. And the blue no, light discos no. were the under what were they under fifteen discos or something? Oh, like those that? high school discos or yeah, something. Okay, usually the, called a blue light because they were run by the police. Yeah, but the the beauty is, and can I tell you? And you know me, and you know how sort of short I am and I was actually quite petite when I was in my teens. So there svelte. was no way on felt no way on earth I looked 18, the drink, legal drinking age in Australia, when I used to go to the pub. Imagine me at 16. I looked oh, like I was Lord. 13. Mm. Um, but the funniest thing is I used to go to the um, sneak into the discos and uh, one of the groundsmen at school used to yeah. be a bouncer at one of them. And so he'd know, he'd know it was all from school and we'd get in. It was great. <laughs> nice. That's right. what I love about growing up in the 80s and 90s. Underage drinking and illicit, illicit activities. So what about shoes, yeah. mate? One of, the, one of the things that really sticks out to me from this sort of decade of growing up was the, was the, the shoe that sort of was for every occasion um, was the Dunlop Volley. Now, Dunlop Volleys are still around these days. They come in a range of different colours, but they're not quite the same as they were. And I know that they used to do Dunlop Volleys. Uh, I know that now you can get Dunlop Volleys as a, um, as a steel cap as well. Yeah, so you can still be fashionable, it. retro and safe. Look after you. Look after your toes on the work site. And I can tell you, they're uncomfortable. Um, my middle fella, who's a tradie, he's um, he's had some of them, especially when he's up on roofing, because the grip's really good on them. Because mm, they're a tennis shoe, so they're made uh, to have that grip. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually had a proper set of work boots. But um, the beauty back in the if you, if we talk about when we had them at, you know, and it was more in high school for me, there was two different colours you could get. So there was the blue, dark blue, light blue combination mm-hmm. yep. or the green and the gold combination. Which is what I had. Yeah. And then I think so they the bought out one for the girls. It was a pink and a pink, dark pink and a yeah. light pink. Yeah. Yep. On the yep. white shoe. This was just the trim around the, yep. around the ankle. Yeah. So the, that's all that they really had. And I think back in the day they were like 20, 20 bucks for a pair and uh, you could only get them at certain certain spots and being in the country you had to wait until you either went to the bigger areas to get them yep. and there was no such thing as the interweb to be able to order them online. Yeah. But the other, um, the other thing that went along with them was um, the sock apparel that you would wear with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the big long tube socks and things like, like that. Like the footy socks with you had your favourite football team colours in them? Yeah, and the tube socks for your um, basketball teams and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then there were the tennis socks themselves and the, the most common one I remember were the ones that came up a, a few inches above your ankles and they had the blue and the red stripe across the top. They were the, they were yeah. the archetypal 80 ones that I remember. Um, but yep. the girls also had the little socks, the little sock, socket sort of things that had the pom-pom on the back. Pom-poms. 
Yeah, and you could always tell the, the girls that had a dog at home because they'd only have one on there because or one would be hanging off really loosely because the dog would chew them. Yeah, and, and so the next step up from the Dunlop Volleys was the yet again another shoe from Dunlop called the KT26. Now, this was the flasher version if you had the KT26. They're kind of like more of a sports shoe than they were a, um, a tennis shoe like the 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 volleys but these were these were the flash things when i was uh, when i was probably i know i reckon third grade fourth grade something like that they were the flash shoes to have yeah look i i only ever had really the dunlop volleys i didn't really go that next step up it was a bit too sort of flashy and, and i destroyed my shoes anyway playing soccer and um lots of and i used to used to play a lot of squash things like that. Um, but the best thing about the Dunlop volleys was the, the really good, if you had no brakes on your bike, you used to stick your foot sort of back behind it mm. and you'd be able to really slow down in a hurry. I'll put it on the tyre itself. No brakes. Mm. Yeah, put it, so you used it as a brake on the tyre. Mm. So, you know, that was, you'd wear sho- your shoes out pretty quick. Mm. So, so, but that's, they'd come up good as a brake as well. And what about the um, you, uh, before we were t- before we started recording? You were talking about the Converse Chuck Taylors. Did you used to wear them? Yeah, I was. As I said, I was a bit of a skater, so I had Vision Streetwears and things like that, which was a skate version of the Chuck Taylors. But the Chuck Taylors, which were the original Converse, basically the, mm. um, and they only came in, I think, uh, white. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue, red, and and black. I think yep. there was not a myriad of colours. But I used to have turquoise Vision Streetwears. Yeah, so. of course you did. Yeah, that and was then awesome. I remember that then in the nineties was the the big um, the big fashion accessory and the one that I sort of had. Although I don't really know why why it was so impressive because it wasn't really. It was they weren't that much more comfortable with the Reebok pumps, and they came in a sort of different oh, sort yeah. of range of running shoe or. Um, Basically, across the Reebok range of sports shoes and the pump, and you used to have the little, the little bulb thing at the top of the tongue, and you used to blow up the tongue, and the tongue would would fit around your foot, and it was meant to be for a better fitting shoe. Did you ever have them? No, nah, I didn't have those at all. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I never, I never had them. A couple of guys at at school had them. They even had the ones where it was like a little, um, like a little ball. Um, valve on it, and they'd pump them up with the little handpiece thing that they'd blow. In, All right, use them to blow up. They, yeah, no. they were the fancy basketball people, and I used to. I had a pair of sort of high top type ones. I don't know why I never played basketball in my life, um, but it was around the time of Seinfeld where the trend was to wear blue jeans and white uh, tennis or white sports shoes of some sorts, white sort of sneaker of some sort. And I had the, and you used to pump them up around um, the top there. Um, I don't ever know what happened to them. They weren't they weren't that great. But I did see a video years later. It might have been a YouTube video or something like that. That somebody managed to actually blow up one of the pump things, and it was like an airbag exploding. Not not with the force, but had all the powder inside, and it just sort of went poof, and it was all done. And there was powder everywhere. And yeah, I don't know why I told that story. It wasn't really relevant to anything. But there you go. No, that was great. Thanks for yeah, that. Yeah, it's not, not that they blew out and took your foot off or anything like that. So then... That would have been more exciting. Yeah, right. There you go. Better than that story anyway. This, this episode's mm. going real well. So then shirts. 
Probably the ones yeah. I remember is in the early 80s, early up to sort of 85, 86, fluoro. Fluoro shirts were big. Fluoro pinks, fluoro uh, yellows and greens were, were sort of the big big things away, away from the browns and the greys of the 70s into the fluoros of the 80s. Yeah, so for, for me the 80s was the biggest change in fashion. There's always changes in fashion. There's change constantly but I think the biggest and boldest moves came through the 80s when you're looking at fashion and people will argue the toss with me about that and that's fine but you know having gone through the 70s as a you know pre-teen then hit sort of teenager going through the 80s and then into the 90s um, in my early 20s um, you know it was um, it was a massive change so fluoro um the long boardies i had a, a green set of boardies and a sort of matching sort of fluoro top wasn't like same same but similar and i used to wear that everywhere i had a skate shirt that i used to wear that had the fluorescent paint strewn all over it because you know not just those, tie-dye it was the paint, paint stuff the paint splatter type thing that was the like yeah. a white shirt with the with the brightly colored paint sort of effect yeah. And look, honestly, I think I used to try and just buck the system. Anything that was obscure, I'd wear it. Mm-hmm. I think just to be different because I lived in a small town and I didn't really mind what people thought about me. Um, I liked doing what I was doing. Never hurt anyone. Um, but, um, you know, I had the turquoise skate shoes, mm. the the big baggy pants and the, you know, fluoro boardies. Did you ever have hypercolour shirt? We've talked about hypercolour, sort of touched on that frequently. Well, not frequently, a few times in, in other episodes. But hypercolour shirt, if you're unaware of that, is is a shirt that was was heat affected. So if you uh, put it on and you started sweating, it'd start off as a, I don't know, say yellow and it'd, it'd slowly turn orange or pinks and greens. And so it would become more fluoro depending on the heat. And then... Yeah, um, no. If you put your hand on it or you, you held your hand on it, it'd have a handprint of it. And, uh, you know, it was one of those no. fad sorts of things in the was it probably late 80s, I guess. Yeah, you never had them? No. But they, as I said in another episode, they never made them in shorts. No. <laughs> no, no. I wonder no. why. Yeah, so the hypercolour thing was there for a while. I think I probably had one of them. Um, and along with the tie-dye, I think I probably went very briefly through a hippie sort of phase, but I grew up... Um, did you have long hair with that? I did have long hair when I <laughs> when I first moved out of home, sort of in the early well mid nineties. I sort of had hair sort of down just. It was at the grunge phase of um, of my life, and grunge was big. So you know, Kurt Cobain and all those sorts of guys that had that messy, horrible, dirty hair that sort of came down to just your shoulders. That's where it was. And I, I think I've told this story before, where um, I went and sat down and. Um, said to this old Greek barber, take it all off. And he was so excited that, uh, you know, I was coming in to get all my hair cut and I got it cut down to a two-blade. Um, did it in August, though, in Sydney, which wasn't a good idea because my head was cold then for the next couple of months. But, uh, yeah, never been able to grow it back. So, No, no. And he's actually done a really good job on the on the forehead as well. He's taken it right back. Yeah, taking it right back. <laughs> right back. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, but if, you were, if you're going to, while we're still on shirts, if you wanted to be flash, you'd wear one of the penguin shirts or the polo shirts and they were all of varying yeah. colours. And and um, if you were really cool, you'd, you'd, 
Yeah, but you'd pop your collar if you know if you're ever yeah. going to a barbecue or something like that. You'd have your dress, your dress uh, no. shorts, and pop your collar, and you look pretty cool. No, not you. No, not me, mate. I um, and to me, I reckon you'd be a a, a two pop collar, wear two different colours and pop double, them both up. Double popper. Have you seen people do that through the eighties? Yeah, real, yeah, yeah, yeah. The double. Yeah. Yeah, the double, double or the triple, triple if yeah, you're real cool. No, that's not me, mate. No, um, no. but what I reckon this one would have been you as uh, the the follower of denim because denim became a thing with denim jackets, denim shirts, denim shorts, denim jeans. Of course, did you ever wear denim? Yeah, oh, I just love denim jeans because some people would just go all denim. They'd have the chambray shirts that go with it as well. If you remember through there, that was yep. really big. Yep. The, uh, so they'd have the jeans, the chambray shirt, and then a denim jacket. Now, yeah. uh, if you, to me, no, that just, it was like the stonewash as well. The stonewash started to be really big mm. through there as well. So you'd have yep. the stonewash denim, you yep. know, with that really light and dark colour and people would wear black denim. Yep. Blue denim combined. It just, no, that's, there's it. So there is a couple of things I never actually yeah, would wear. I never had, I had denim shorts, like don, long denim shorts I used to wear fairly short frequently. Short shorts? But no, not short shorts. Cut offs like in the rest of the Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Daisy, no, some I Daisy never, Dukes, mate. I, I never had the body for that, but I never had a denim jacket. But what I did have, especially as a kid, was uh, when we're looking at hats. Moving on, moving on up in the in the fashion line was hats. And when I was a little kid, we used to always have those hats to wore that had the the they're called the Legionnaires hats, and they had the um, they had the, the roll up down cloth. the back. Yeah, a bit of cloth. Yeah, well, you know, roll up if you if you're all business and you need to get going. But if you're going to be a bit longer, you let it down and keep the sun off the back of your neck. Lovely. And the other sort of hat that was big and popular at the time were the terry toweling hats. So they were like a what we would call a bucket hat now, but they were made of terry toweling. Um, did you have much of that sort of? I reckon you must have had a terry toweling hat. Look, can I tell you, my dad lived in terry toweling hats out in the paddock. Um, and so he would have an array of them. And they were the best when they'd been really worn. And, and faded. <laughs> and faded and they just hug your head they weren't really you know they didn't really keep the sun off you or anything like that after a while but no he loved his terry telling mm. hats we used to wear them around the the um around the place as well so yeah um, and you know, very fashionable and you know so you'd be able to get terry telling um terry shorts as well yeah, I don't know that they really were a big thing with men. I remember that as a sports ensemble for women, usually tennis, those sorts of things they used to wear. And, and as a fashion accessory, I guess uh, they used to wear terry toweling shorts. Um, yeah, did yeah. you have terry toweling shorts, mate? No. Seeing no, I've just said that? Yeah, no. No, I didn't. Um, but the other thing that was really big through the 80s, which we haven't mentioned when we're talking about the jackets, was the fashion from the TV and all the movies. So the big square shoulders, the shoulder pads. Mm. Um, like in know. Thriller or Miami Vice. Well, yeah, but Thriller was more the um, the sort of leathery jacket type things. and But, you know, the big square, the women used to wear the really big shoulder pads with the big buffy hair. And as you know, I've had a few different hairstyles. Mm-hmm. So the, the moulet was very big in the 80s and I used to have the frule, which was the front mullet. But 
through the the 80s as well, they'd have the big hair. So you'd get all the the pop stars with the big hair. But just normal sort of women would use like a careless hairspray to go out and they'd frizz it up that much. You reckon that I used to think that if they'd fall over, they'd never get a head injury. Of course, it'd be like a, <laughs> and be a like this uh, protective, this cushion that they were carrying around on the head or like a helmet. Um, but some of them would have these massive, massive hairdos, which would add probably half a foot to a foot on top of them. But even if you had short hair, your chicks with the short hair, um, would have them all spiked out and spiked up and then slanted down in a certain direction. Um, yeah, so that I love I love the fashion of the eighties. I'd love to I'd, I'd love to bring it back. You'd like to see it back, would you? Oh, big statement there. You saved that yeah. till the end. Yeah, I'd like to have the leotards, the leg warmers. There's lots of stuff we haven't even touched here. Leotards, leg warmers. I um I actually got into my wife's leotards. Uh, one time and went around, she didn't realise and went to the front door and knocked on the front door. But the neighbours saw me in and just looked at me and shook their head. Thought, what a freak. Anyway. On, um, that, on that note, <laughs> let us know if you've got any any favourite 80s memories or 70s memories of clothing, anything that you'd like to share with us, anything that we've missed. We know we've missed quite a bit in this episode. Uh, let us know. Once was cool podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Let us uh, tell us what we've missed. Tell us what you'd like to see photos of we having been dressed in. We're seeing he's re- um, got a revelation of wearing his wife's leotard. That's always something that... Uh, There's no photo to. proof of that. <laughs> For once. That's probably the, the first word. time there hasn't been an episode of it. Can I tell you, if there's no photo, it didn't happen. That's exactly right. But I do I do have a photo of me in the um, safari suit, though. All right. Well, we might look at putting that up somewhere. <laughs> if, if anyone's interested in seeing that, we'll put it on Facebook or something like that because that's something to look forward to. Let us know if you used to wear terry-toweling wristbands or headbands or anything like that. If you wore, still got a terry-toweling hat, we'd love to hear. Uh, yet again, that's once was cool podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the socials, find us at Facebook. Um, thanks for all your comments. Keep them coming in. Uh, we do read them when we do try and respond as best as we can um, and as quickly as we can. Uh, you can find all our old episodes at oncewascool.com. That's our website. We, any last words? Yeah, and I, and I don't know. We were talking about fashion. Did I did I ever mention the time that I set all my underwear on fire? Have I told you that one? I have. No, no, you haven't. Oh, okay. Here, this is this is pertinent because it's about fashion. When I, when I was a nice young fellow, um, we had those long matches that you'd get from some friends. So they bought these matches long, you know. They were about a foot long. Talking my to parents, the microphone. My parents said, I'm sorry, I'm talking with my hands. My yeah. parents said, just leave them. Don't ever touch them. Anyway, as I do, I was like, and I have to say my little brother was with me at the time. Of course he was. <laughs> of course he was. So um, we were in my room and I was, I lit one and I could hear my parents coming in the house. So I thought I'd put it out, put it back into the actual matches put it into my undie drawer in the cupboard. The next minute, my undie, the smoke coming out of my cupboard, I've got my younger brother to go out and cover for me, open my window out, through through my underwear drawer, out the window, burnt to a crisp. What was left, I went down to the paddock, dug a hole, buried them. My mother, after a while, kept saying, 
where's all your underwear gone? Because I ended up just stealing my brother's underwear because <laughs> never. Nothing, it was nothing a bit, strange then. Nothing strange. However, it was a bit hard with my younger brothers to to use some. His sometimes are a bit on the tight side, so I'd have to go and get my older brother's ones, and he wasn't having it. So there's a lot of time that I went without underwear, and I think I just said to my parents, "I I don't like the feel of them," and um, I had to get I I made up a, a dodgy drawer with some old wood from the shed to make it look like, and I just kept saying, "I'll do my folding." I wanted to be the good son until I had to own up because we had to go somewhere good and I had uh, no underwear. So the fashion of underwear as well. Tremendous. On that note, thanks very much, Simon. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We know He's we've run long. We know we've, yeah, well, um, we know we've run long tonight, but thanks for sticking with us. If you're still here now, thanks for joining us. Thanks for telling a friend. Uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. Wait, thanks very much. We'll catch you soon. Bye-bye. No worries. Bye.